and welcome to the Sell the Sizzle podcast. This is the show if you want to sell an idea, a product or a service. We're going to share sales techniques with you so that you can be a sizzling success. Let's go. Welcome back. This is Mick Holly, and the title for this week's episode is Win First, Fight Later, which is a shortened version of a quote attributed to Sun Tzu, the Chinese military general who wrote The Art of War. And essentially what he's saying is let's strategically win the battle before we mobilize our forces and go out there. What I wanted to talk about this week is how you can win first rather than scrap and fight later on a price podium. So most deals, most sales deals are won during the discovery phase, that early phase where your prospect is asking questions, they need guidance, they're putting their bids together, they're forming their ideas. And the more that you can be involved in this discovery phase, the higher the chance that you will eliminate your competition even before it gets into that competitive bidding arena. I discovered some interesting data by a gentleman named Chris Orlob. He works for a company called Gong.io and they're in the, the sales call business and he and his company analysed over 1 million business to business, business sales calls. What they discovered in that some 42,954 of them were closing calls, in other words, asking for the order. One observation was that the salespeople who successfully closed the deals talked far less and listened to their prospect much more. We've talked about this before. You should be listening twice as much as you speak. The successful salespeople were listening 54% of the time and the unsuccessful salespeople were listening 28% of the time. So they were spending more time talking, trying to sell, as opposed to listening to what the prospect really, really wanted. But that's a bit of an, an aside. In this closing call, what was also rather interesting is we're taught as salespeople to ask questions, but the number of questions asked in the closing phase of the sales calls didn't correlate to success. So Chris went back and further analysed those sales campaigns and found that in the early phase, in the discovery phase, when more questions were asked, it strongly correlated to a much higher win rate. So the takeaway from his study was if you can get involved earlier in the discovery phase, ask good questions, your chances of winning are much, much higher. Now, my observation of the commercial contract bidding process, particularly in the competitive bid space, is a lot of it is managed by electronic bid boards. And what happens is the bid gets posted electronically, which is great because we see there's work available. And then some frenetic sales activity takes place. We put together some estimates and prices and we submit that bid electronically. 
And then we abdicate, many salespeople abdicate the sales process to that electronic bid board. And it minimizes the level of human relax interaction because we communicate by email and the relationship building capability during that process is very very less very very low it also drives the deal towards the lowest price they call it bid leveling and so all bids are reduced to the same degree of blandness they all look the same. I see salespeople fighting for this nirvana that they call, last look they say mick if we if we get last look we'll know what we need to do with our price in order to win the deal yeah you're going to you're going to discount you're going to discount the price and your margin is going to be much much less many hard working account managers and salespeople express their frustration to me that they put a lot of bids in but they don't get the level of close that they would expect so they're pretty fraught putting together these bids and you spend all of your time bidding and not enough time winning what we want to do is win first and fight later it turns out the primary strategy often is that their strategy for winning is this last look what i would say is to be a bit provocative last look is for losers what <laughs> and i comically say that if you've got google translate on your computer you can pick the language that you want to translate the phrase or word from and to let's say you're bidding to general contractors and you pick the language as general contractors and you put last look into that google translate it would spit out the translation of lowest price. When you're looking on last look, you're fighting later, right? You're fighting at the very end and your only weapon is price. Having worked with hundreds of salespeople in the competitive bid arena, I see the lowest bid rates, win rates are in the 10% range and the highest win rates are in the 75% range. Wow. Wouldn't you like to go from average towards best class? And I've written a book that will help you do that. Are you frustrated that you only win one in four or one in five of your competitive bids? Look, I know it takes a long time to prepare them. A lot of sweat equity goes into that, a lot of teamwork. I can help you double that conversion rate. I've distilled the secrets from over 100 commercial salespeople and put it into a formula that I've put into a book. The book's called The Ultimate Formula for Winning Work with General Contractors. If you want to win more bids, then this is the book for you. Go to sellthesizzle.net, sellthesizzle.net, and you'll see a book button there you can click on that get your copy and some bonuses or go to amazon and it will be available there back to the show it doesn't really matter whether you're bidding mickley or you're just putting bids out there anyway the, the difference between the high win rates, the high high win rates and the low win rates is the, the salesperson is getting getting involved earlier. I call it first call versus last look. Get in early in that discovery phase. And rainmakers are having questions and asking searching conversations to help their prospects. They help them create their budget and the bid. When you do that, you can tilt the playing field 
to which emphasizes those areas in which you're strong and which you have competence in. You want to make sure that your prospective buyer is making sure that those elements are included in the bid, which obviously makes it much more attractive to you. If you've been listening to these podcasts, you know I have my great crazy sales mentor, Jerry, the dog ate my homework, Burke. Jerry told me once, he says, Mick, if you don't have the inside track, somebody else does. Which means if you're not able to pick up the telephone and get the ear of the decision maker very, very easily and have a conversation, then somebody else is having that conversation and your chance of winning is somewhere between slim and non and Slim just rode out of town. Now, let me give you a real example. I was actually sitting in a pipeline review meeting with a commercial mechanical and HVAC company. And one of the salesmen was going through his pipeline and was predicting 100% success on a fairly sizable hospital installation. And he was very, very animated. And he said, I've been promised last look. Now, interestingly, there was a new hire who happened to sit in on this meeting, typically didn't come to the sales meetings. It was a senior project manager. And she just joined from another HVAC company. In fact, she she knew of this uh, hospital and of this bid. She said, my old company would always get the critical jobs in this hospital network. We've done... A lot of work there before. And in fact, the hospital facilities director told the account team in the competitive company, look, I've got to put this out to bid as I'm obligated to, but you're going to get the job because we know you can get it done. Just think about all the work that that salesman had put to getting that bid together, working with estimating, looking at takeoffs, looking at materials, looking at putting that bid together, looking at risk management, having the contract reviewed internally. A huge amount of resource and effort had gone into that job but had no chance of winning it because the other company had won first and was going to fight later. And they would get that job even though their margins were much higher because they were the trusted confidant. And, you know, getting the job done correctly with somebody they know who manages all the risk was very, very important to that buyer. The key skill about rainmakers is they engineer early conversations and relationship building to give themselves the chance to ask great questions and demonstrate competence. They don't wait to be invited to put a bid together. They don't wait to make a call. They are very, very proactive. I've talked about this before. People buy three things. First of all, they buy from people they like. Secondly, they buy from companies that they like. And thirdly, they buy the product or the service. So in this HVAC installation, for example, that's the third thing that they're going to buy. They want to be talking to somebody they trust. That rainmaker, if they're talking to them, spent time with them, they know they know their stuff and they know they're going to solve problems. The company is very reputable, which is the second thing. Worked with them before or know of them or they have these competencies. Those are the things that they emphasise that... It's hard to put that into a written proposal or a document. It's got to be conveyed emotionally because people make emotional decisions. Key sales goal of the rainmaker, get the prospect invested in you and your bid so it makes it hard for them to say no. When somebody spent a lot of time 
working with you. Maybe it's a financial advisor or maybe it's somebody selling you insurance, whatever it might be. You're not quite convinced about whether to do it or not. You feel you, 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 you curl up inside. You don't want to tell them, I'm sorry, you've spent all that effort, but I'm not going to do it. No, you, you kind of hedge your bets and give that person another opportunity to represent and eventually they win you over and you buy from them. You want to make it really, really difficult for your prospects to say no to you. You do that by talking to them. And if you're talking to them, they can't be talking to your competitor because you because they're busy people, right? And if you're taking an hour to talk with them that day, they probably don't have time to talk to anybody else. And while you're talking to them, you're building relationship equity and they become emotionally connected and invested with you. Your conversations and questions showcase your expertise and you start to take on the role of a trusted advisor. You're not somebody just selling something. You're advising them how they can be successful in this project, in this career, and sometimes in life. And you get to understand the unwritten goals, the unsaid goals, which allows you to then show how your solution will help them get to that endpoint. And ultimately, you make it very, very hard for them to say no to you. And win first. So now you've won. With that fight later, in that fight later phase, it's very, very difficult to get time with the decision makers because everything's happening really, really quickly. They're evaluating things. They're doing all their paperwork. They're probably talking to multiple of construction. If it's a big, big job, you're not the only person competing for their time. And so if you don't have that relationship, it's very difficult for them when you call for them to pick up the phone. You just get dead air if you're just one of the bidders. But if you're the trusted advisor, your phone call gets answered and you can talk to your prospect during that very narrow award window when they're going to finally decide. The key message here is you've got to engineer ways to get in front of your prospects very early on in discovery and ask them questions and guide them through the sales process. You are the sales expert. They don't know how to buy things, right? You've got to guide them through the decision-making process. So how how do you get that first call? Hey, Mick, we, we're thinking about putting together this opportunity. You are one of the people or you are the person that, you know, we know you understand this environment. We'd like to pick your brain a little bit, right? So what you need to do is you need to identify the people and the companies you want to work with. Put together a plan. You don't just look at the bid board and see what's come up today. Oh, well, I'll bid on that one. I'll bid on that one. When you don't have that same kind of relationship, because you need to invest in those people. So you've identified these people. You've identified the key decision makers that you want to go. I'm not saying don't do any opportunistic work, but you need to have in your portfolio a list of key accounts that you want to penetrate, that you're not going to just get one job. You're going to get multiple jobs and you're going to get multiple jobs at much, much higher margins. So those are your people, right? Then call them up. When there's no obvious opportunity on the table, shock, shock, horror. Hold on, stop the press. 
That's called relationship building. The best salespeople call when there's no sales close date on the horizon. They're providing advice and guidance. You can send them useful guides and notes and aspects on the particular area of engineering or construction or service that you provide, and you drip that information so they know that you're always around. You meet with them at associations and events. You post things on social media. You call them up and you ask them how they are. Do you need any help with anything? When was the last time somebody called you and said, hey, do you need any help? People always come to you with problems or questions about something. They never, they never say, how can I help? If you did that and just said, hey, how, I, how can you help? What do you got on your plate? Is there anything I can do to make your day a little easier? They would lap that up. You set yourself apart hugely. And then when, when they do ask, you respond before anybody else has the time to pick up the phone. Remember, the time they're most predisposed to talking to you is before that bid fully is baked and goes out. Once it's out, your power to influence is lessened. You win first. You win in that discovery phase. Then you fight later. And what you're fighting about is this. you've already won. It's just semantics at the end. So if you hear yourself saying, or as a sales leader you hear one of your salespeople or account managers saying, I feel good about this one. They said I could have last look. And you weren't involved significantly in the pre-bid discovery. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. See you next time. Well, we've come to the end of another great episode. Hope you enjoyed that. Please, if you enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars would be perfect. Let us know. Put some comments in there. That would be fantastic. And if you want more show notes and review some of the other episodes, please go to sellthesizzle.net. That's sellthesizzle.net. See you next week. <laughs>